I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is the Complex Sneakers Podcast, live from Brooklyn. We're going to switch it up. I'm with my man, Brendan Dunn. Here I am, uh, sequestered in my room full of shoes. I'm not proud of it, but it is what it is. Too many shoes in this room. And healthier than ever from Jersey City. Yes. Mr. Matt Welty. Yeah, man. Loving life. Wearing shorts and slides. All right. Smiling ear to ear. He's back. He's healthy. The clip is loaded. Dave Matthews already rocking the boat in the chat on Zoom. Okay. Totally unnecessary. Yeah, but we're back. As with most things, he contributes to this program. He contributes to the program? Complex intern Dave Matthews. How you guys doing? I'm nervous, Joe. Oh, why? Let's see. What happened? Here's the thing. You're trying to live up to that last episode that was a motherfucking banger? Thank you to Ronnie for coming by. Yeah. That was a good time. That was a good talk. I hope he starts texting me back. <laughs> after you texted him, fuck you, after the The chat. fuck you was a joke. He knows that. But He hit no, me, I, though. He, he said he likes you guys. That's a big cosign. Yeah, that's a good cosign. Can I put him on the CV as like a reference? No. <laughs> Here's why I'm nervous, Joe. For as long as I've lived in my place, which is a number of years, there's been a set of very yippy dogs that live across the street. And, you know, Sunday mornings, Thursday mornings, they just fucking go crazy for no apparent reason. Okay. Nobody's checking them. There's no control over the situation. So I'm very nervous because I want to give the listeners the utmost audio quality. Speaking of uh, just an update, the superintendent finally put the batteries in the smoke alarm and the smoke alarm nice. so that, that that no longer uh that no longer is a is an issue yeah it seems it's, it's not an audio issue and also it's not an issue like i'm we were more worried for your safety wealthy yeah did, did you guys have a good easter did you do anything i didn't you know easter it was a tough one it was my birthday saturday plug and then sunday was easter and you know, you guys know me by now. I don't go out crazy, but I right. think the Easter Sunday affected my... You hear the siren? Yeah. You guys fucking jinxed it. That's what happened. All this audio talk, you jinxed it. But I think you know, I think my mom, the Catholic Italian mother, I think she felt a little upset missing the birthday and the Easter. Easter Sunday is a big one for us, you know? You didn't have the... What's the what's the bread that has the egg in the middle? That's an Italian thing? Yeah. No, we have like a nice antepasto and we have a ham and she was stuck with my dad and Easter's a, definitely a big thing for us. So I think it was tougher on my mom. Saturday night, I did a friend Zoom, which I was against. And Ronnie set it up, and it was actually really cool for an hour. That's and, for your birthday? Yeah, for my birthday. And then... Happy birthday to Joe Thanks, LaPuma. buddy. Yeah, happy birthday to Joe LaPuma. Thank you. Thank you. How about you? Do you guys cook for Easter? What happened? You guys celebrated at all or what? I was feeling kind of nostalgic on Saturday night and briefly entertained the idea of 
dying eggs and that almost happened but really yeah we loved that as kids but you know on easter sunday my brother cooked up a bunch of food he was making croque monsieurs oh beautiful you know little french he's quite the chef did wifey put a little easter egg hunt together for you in the apartment or what (laughs) (laughs) no easter egg hunt happened put some pennies in the pink easter eggs (laughs) (laughs) wealthy what about you wealthy looking very healthy yeah, uh, he survived. Uh, the, he he with survived the, with the with the beard out here. I didn't get to have a, as you would say, Shinor Havor Zorb Zadig. That was that whole thing was one long setup, so he could say that in yeah. Armenian. No, it just means Happy Easter. But um, no, I didn't get to. I was gonna go hang out with um some friends, but I think traveling during this whole period is just a little crazy, you know. Yeah. Um. So, even though I mean, I feel like I'd probably be immune to it. I just. I just think that you think you're immune to coronavirus at this point because you feel like you already have it. Yeah, but they, it. I'm sorry. Yeah, they said that you know the likelihood of catching it again, but just the whole idea of being out there when I feel like it's for other people's safety. Where I don't feel as nervous about going out and getting it, but I still wear a mask and gloves because yeah. if you see somebody without mask and gloves, I think it makes people panic more. Is that yeah. is that safe to say? No, I think you're making the right choice. By the way, what's he, you mentioned your beard. Can we talk about it real quick? Because there's like a, a lot of conspiracy theories. People think you dyed your hair in quarantine. Um, No, I just usually don't have much hair to begin with. So people don't, I don't know. Just looks weird. a little thicker on the Zoom. Yeah, it just, it, yeah, it just looks, I usually don't have a beard or I usually had a hat. So I didn't really have, so I guess when my hair filled out and also the lighting's probably not as good. So people thought my hair was like. Really people dark. were DMing me, asking me that question. Yes, I've had people DMing me a conspiracy that I dyed my hair. Or, so or I dyed my hair, or I got it, like, filled in, and I'm like... Hey, man, at least they care. It's it's like the the world is restoring itself. The dolphins have come back to, <laughs> to the, to the we ocean. We are the virus. It's like, yeah, it's just like my hair uh, hairline has um, grown back in. So. You guys miss the office? Yeah. Yeah, right? I think we all do. Oh, oh. I'm, I kind of like this, to be honest, but... But really? I have a theory, Welty. I have a theory because my good friend just got over what we think having yeah. the virus is. And mm-hmm. now that you're healthy, he was like, you know, this isn't that bad. When you're sick during this, it's obviously way, way tougher. And now he's kind of like in the first like, all right, now I'm like kind of working from home and relaxing. And I feel like that's kind of what you're like. As long as you yeah. feel better, it's such a big like weight off your shoulder. Yeah, and in like the whole idea of you're not like panicking, like, oh, if I order this food, I'm gonna get sick, or if I go outside, like this is gonna happen to me. So it's just it's nice to just for everyone out there who's worried about it, like I think just to say it that you probably will be okay and yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. But still take the necessary precaution. No, for sure. Don't be reckless. You were a little reckless in the beginning. You were like, oh, I think this is a little overblown. But the humbling came swift, fast, and severe. (laughs) Right? And that's not not a dig. I think think we're educating the the people. Let the record show that that Brendan also had the same sentiments in a conversation that we had. Yes. I was going to the office for too long. Once it shut down, I complied. But I think that last Friday before everything really shut down. I was in the office because I had a, you know, I had a meeting with my financial advisor that morning. So he put me in some very aggressive positions. <laughs> Conflict is financial advisor is a goat. And, uh, aggressive financial positions. Yeah. Just sort of okay. Thing. Okay. How are you guys feeling about FSR this week? Good. And how many episodes left? This week is the penultimate episode of the season. Okay. We have the season finale next week. This week is a curveball. People 
will not be expecting this one, but I do hope they enjoy it because we had fun with it. Awesome. Yeah. And the thing I love the most is that every single season, it's the three times a year or four times a year I get to hear Brendan say the word penultimate. Because he <laughs> every single time it's the second to last episode, Brendan Dunn will always refer to it as the penultimate episode. And just to be honest, I feel like most of our viewers or listeners have no clue what that word means. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't really know what that word means. I've never, <laughs> listen, never used it. I, we're, listen, we're not here using $5 words. Yeah, where listen, I'm from, we say second to last. Uh, listen, <laughs> my, my, my father told me that when you're Irish, sometimes all you have is words. So that's all I got is words. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> that parable didn't connect like I thought. No, but it, it, will, it will be out. It's uh, it's Danny Lay, right? Danny yeah. Lay, that's yeah. right. Yep. And Matt Welty did the Levi High challenge too. No, the, <laughs> the best the best part of the episode is um, not to spoil anything, but Brendan Dunn asking Danny Lay, "Hey, you remember me, right? From what? Where would she remember you from? The Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> seminar." <laughs> No. no spoilers. <laughs> Go watch the episode. No spoilers. Nothing for free. Okay. We had a really good storytelling podcast last week with Ronnie Feig. Thank you, Ronnie, for coming on. Got really great reaction from the fans, and we wanted to do something else for the fans this week and kind of do a mailbag type of episode where fans could list questions for us and we'd answer them to the best of our ability. You know, I was looking through a lot of them. We got some really good questions and good engagement on the submission. A little bit of hate. A little bit of hate. Yeah, I saw I saw some stray shots in there. We weeded through those and we picked a group of questions that we think could yield some stories and let the listeners behind the curtain a little bit for some simple questions and a little bit more, no pun intended, complex questions. Can I make a request to people in the future with this? Because we okay. get it with, I'm sure you get it the same with sneaker shopping and full size run. When people finally get the chance to ask us a question, you expect like they're going to ask you something to tell you something about like your personal life or whatever, you know, like actual stories. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, are the Yeezy 700 such and such a cop? And you're like, dude, like yeah. you had one chance to ask. We'll, it will answer anything. And you're asking me like, what's the best Yeezy colorway to buy? It's like, come on. You know what? I get a lot of my DMs legit checks. <laughs> tons and tons. Hey, can you tell me if these are legit? And it's like, you know, I'm in stores, but you're I, like, don't I don't work, work at StockX. I'm so happy to have people that care enough to DM us questions. But like some of these dms i get you guys gotta just just really? google it or just like if i'm not responding then you know speaking of stock x though before we got into this we were uh in the slack talking about sb dunks that are surprisingly cheap because right. a lot of them are like selling like you said brendan if someone copped the mosquito dunks for 600 dollars, they're a fucking clown yeah. um, <laughs> confirmed but joe lapuma yes i bought another pair of shoes before the podcast and it's a steal I checked with my boy, Rudy Calderon of Yao Ming getting stolen fame, and <laughs> <laughs> he confirmed. But the Reese Forbes is kind of like a classic, right? Yes, yeah, and Joe Puma so. has the quickest stock X yeah. trigger figure. Uh, yeah. This dude is reckless. Yeah, so we were building on Nike SB Dunk prices, and the Reese Forbes came in the slack, and it was pretty cheap, kind of like a steal, I think, 450 after taxes, a little bit more, but it was an Instacop. But for that shoe, like yeah. a shoe that actually matters in Nike SB, if you pull them out, people are like, oh, shit, like you yep. got those versus like people are spending money on like the dumbest dunks and like over a thousand dollars for like three bears dunks. It's like, that's not a cool shoe, Ooh, bro. Three bears almost got you in some hot water last week, though. <laughs> <laughs> this Pac-Man dunks, right? Wealthy, what did yeah. you 
The Miss Pac-Man dunks from 2009, which is a shoe probably no one even remembers, are reselling for $900. That's not real life. The Homers, though, you think it went crazy because the Homers are an awesome shoe. It is. But what, you still think the Travis effect hiked it up? It's not a bad shoe. And if anything's selling for a lot, I'd like to see shoes like that sell for a lot. But come on, $1,000 is kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, I'm asking. I I haven't really checked. But I just think $1,000 for sneakers just seems like a lot of money anyway. You know what I looked up today? The Nike Crep Air Max 90s. Remember those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw Jinx tweet out a pair of those. Is that his pair? I don't know. You can't get those anymore. They'll fall apart anyway, I feel like. Really? Yeah. I always wanted the bursts from that pack. The one that looked very similar to that, right? Yeah. That's the one with the big bubble on the back? Yeah. I had those. Finish Line had those. Really? Yeah, definitely. I don't have those anymore, though. There was a bet going on in the office that uh, Ben Felderstein, our social guy, <laughs> yeah. he bought a pair of bursts for like $20 off of eBay. Mm-hmm. From like 2005 and that they yeah, were it's a shoe burst. that hasn't been produced for a long time yeah it, we're betting like when we go back to the office like how long the shoe is going to be on his feet before the <laughs> like the bit just explodes no say the joke oh before they literally burst yeah the Thank burst you. gonna burst Thank- there we go <laughs> all right let's kick off these questions i'm going to try and do my best to pronounce these instagram handles so bear with me everyone the first question Comes from Taryn Graham. What pairs do you keep by the door? I.e. go-to pairs to run errands, slip onto, roll out real quick, etc. It's got to be roll out real quick, right? R-O-L-L-O. <laughs> it says roll <laughs> Keep going. I'm reading it as is. All right, all right. Okay? So there's a couple pairs that I have right by the doorway. My rotation, it's like the doorway pairs, and then I have a, probably about 20 sitting out in my room that I wear. Yeah kind of out and about but for quick errands right now the hoka one one tour low engineered garments collaboration that's a shoe i really love i get a lot of wear out of them you know i've stomped through the streets of zamalek in them i've walked along the banks of the dead sea in them it's kind of a loose shoe i don't love it but the fit of it is kind of weird around the heel and the sizing feels a little off but because of that i can slip in them and slip out of them real easy they're waterproof so i just get a lot of wear out of that and they're like a brown earthy color so i feel like i can fuck them up and not worry about it too much the other one is a new balance 993 kind of a nostalgic shoe for me because i had them in college it feels weird to say nostalgic for a shoe that came out in i think 2008 but i really enjoyed that shoe back then and the silver mesh suede New Balance palette is so good. I come back to those again and again. That's been my main quarantine shoe. For me, for literally this whole year, the gray and black Akron Presto, the latest one. Really? Yeah, the zippers broke. Like, Because you could just slip those on. The zippers are broke. I wear them without like socks. They're like my really go out to do errand shoe for the past year. I do have a New Balance 990. Sneakers that I love to beat. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all have a lot, but the sneakers that I love to beat and that look good worn, I make sure those are by the door because it forces yes. me to wear them. So Black Cat 4 is the, one of the pairs I bought in January. They're by the door and like they're super, super beat. Got multiple pairs of those, but that's one pair that I really like to beat up. So that's by the door. My workout shoes, which I think is like a moon racer at this point. You work out in the moon racer? Yeah. I'm always so surprised that the shoes Joe works out in. I want to get you some performance models, man. Joe, like, always works out in shoes that, like, aren't necessarily, like, meant to do like serious. Like Nike sportswear stuff, right? Yeah, like, not serious sports in. Yeah, and the other ones that I have are the Sakai's. But those aren't, like, Aaron's shoes. Those are just, like, current rotation stuff. Yeah. I would say if, like, there's one, the Akron Presto is the one that... Pre-quarantine, during quarantine, I've been like taking walks in and errands, and I love that black and gray pair, but it's totally beat to to hell. Yeah. 
Welty, what about you? Quite literally, most of my sneakers are by the door at the current moment because I've set up this shoe wall for recording and I just don't want to move it back and forth every time we shoot. So it just stays there. Um, You're barricaded in? Yeah. Um, but I would say that for me, the errands or the laundry shoe is the is the 990 V5 at this. Like, it's all gray. It's comfortable and you don't feel bad if you fuck it up. You can just slip it on and then I just have... Like you said, Joe, workout shoes stay by the door, um, which at the moment was New Balance 850s. And then, yeah, just a bunch of ZX shoes. That's pretty much the lineup. Welty, do you have like a go-to like inside shoe, some slippers, some ship ship? I have some uh, shout out um, for Annalations had given me a pair of uh, Sandal Boys sandals. Okay. I know with he's no Z. longer. Yeah, I know he's no longer affiliated um, with them, but. He gave me a pair at uh, co- at ComplexCon. Um, I just asked because Joe's been flexing the Kith slippers in the Complex Slack on a daily basis. He's pulling them out right now in the Zoom. The viewers can't see it. But I've been thinking about doing this thing where so there's some new Yeezy slides coming out this week. And they I look good. Buy, no, but I they look good. I want to buy like 10 pairs and just have it be the standard rule for my house. So when you come in, you take your shoes off and you slip into the slides. What material is that, though? It looks a little... It's like foam. Oh, is it? Okay. It's not like tough, hard, because it looks a little uncomfortable. Somebody sell me them in bulk. I need 10 pairs. You know who does that, though? Who? Is, uh, is Mayor. He, uh, when he gave me a tour of his house, it's like the most immaculately spread out house. And he's like, here's my bat. He's like, shows me his bedroom. He's got like two chinchilla, like uh, Chanel pillows on, on you the had bed. To wear, you had to wear a specific pair of slides. When oh, you no, but then he sells easy slides in bulk. No, but then he's got the, then he's like, here's my bathroom. And he like takes me into his bathroom, but he has all three colors of the Yeezy slides perfectly in a row right by the shower. Oh, all right. It's a kid's show. Next question. <laughs> this one's going to be, there's a little more depth to this one. This comes from Frank Lonzo. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. He did kind of like the V instead of, you know how like ASAP Rocky did the, the V. So I think <laughs> he went for, yeah, Frank Lonzo. What was the best year for sneaker culture? For me, I think 2007 was so big because I had been into sneakers for a few years at that point, but that's when I really was making my own money. I I graduated high school that year and I was really trying to branch out and figure out where I could get shoes, you know? So I had a pair of the Philly Air Force Ones that came out. You remember that Philly pack of Air Force Ones in 2007? Oh, that was the... Like um, some perforated leather on them. Those were the Charles Barkley collection. I had those Air Force Ones, and I would wear them with a Rocksmith Running Man reversible hoodie, man. You couldn't tell me shit. That was so much fun. I think I really started buying Nike SBs that year. I mean, I fucking, so many memories, like getting had for the pair of era Nike SB Dunks. I'm pretty sure they were fake, but it was like there was this boutique, quote unquote, sneaker store. The only thing like that anywhere near me, and it was in Spokane, Washington. And I remember driving there and telling the guy, can you get me these Dunks? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get them for you. And I think I paid him half up front and then half, or maybe I gave him all the money right away, but it, it took him so long to get the shoes. I remember driving my mom's car all the way to Spokane and like trying to poorly parallel park out in front of his store and bang on the door to see if he was there. And he finally had the dunks for me. I, you know, I realized years later that they were fake. I'm pretty sure they were fake, but just that first moment of having your own money and being able to get the things you want. And then also I left the country that year and was traveling around Europe. So that was such an exciting time for me, just seeing people in real life wearing the shoes that I'd seen on the internet so much because there was nobody around me who was really into that sort of stuff. So I would be in Paris and see this shoe or 
be uh, on the beach in Biarritz and see a French dude wearing the peacock dunk SB mids or get to go to Nort in Berlin or overkill. So that was just such a transformative time for me at large. And a lot of that had to do with the sneakers I was seeing or acquiring. Totally. Wealthy, what about you? Um, Right around the same time, I would say like 2006. I remember that's like when I first got into dunks, like was really in the streetwear. Uh, me and my friend Dave, he was going to college in Boston and Boston's like streetwear scene was like really taken off at the time. Like Bodega had just opened up. Mm. Concepts was still in the back of the tannery. Karma Loop had their own store over on, oh, New- wow. on, on Newberry Street. Um, there was a store called Reup that had opened in Alston. There was like just like a lot going on you know and it was like oh like were, a weird were you time living in boston i wasn't i was living in new hampshire which was like 45 minutes away and we would okay. like we'd go down and like like i was working at dick's making like i don't even know it was like fucking like 250 dollars a week and then mm-hmm. spending all your money on sneakers in a in a of hoodie course. in a hoodie and then like we were like what were the hoodies um i think i was wearing like fresh jive mm-hmm. back then Classic. uh yeah 10 deep the hundreds all those brands, you know, Crooks and Castles. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, I had a 10 deep, deeper Dots hoodie that I bought in Berlin that year that I cherished so, so dearly. Um, yeah, but just that whole era, there was like a, there was a lot of energy going on in the streetwear scene at the time. And uh, it just felt good to be there, you know? I think for me, I can't answer one year specifically, but I think like, you know, late 1990s and like early 2000s, just because every like release that I had to get, I had to like scramble for. And it was so fun. Mm. It was like half putting stuff on hold in the back room of finish line, then going to college and figuring out how I'm going to go to the Buckland Hills Mall in, in Hartford and like wait in line for the new Jordans. And, you know, let's the, not forget when you put stuff on hold, if anybody else yeah. touched it, they would be promptly fired. Well, that's true. But even like girlfriends at the time were like, if they had a job and they were up one month, they would get me the sneakers and send them to me at college. My mom waited in line for G-Unit sneakers at South Shore Mall. It was like every really? yeah, she did like real she one. got the right one she got the right one she waited in line at the south shore mall we can't trust parents to get the right sneakers for us one time i sent my mom on a mission in israel for a pair of new balance 577s and she was so sure she found the right ones because it's kind of this very hard to get shoes absolutely wrong yeah. one we parents we appreciate you but i can't trust mine with those type of missions yeah she she delivered it was like you know the original white red and blue one that looks like the rod laver But in those clumps of like two years, I would say, or, you know, a little bit more, I was like scrambling to get every sneaker that I wanted. And as a broke college kid, kind of like send book money from my parents and then definitely going to the mall and spending the book money on sneakers. And for us now that we get to do this stuff and, you know, we're fortunate back then it was a scramble and a half release after Mm -hmm. release after release. And there's like a bunch of stories that one day we'll have to go into, but that late nineties, early two thousands for me was definitely a fun time copying and clawing my way to releases everywhere from like the Jordan 17s or 18s and on to the G unit sneakers. Joe was the girl who got your uh, beautiful Italian nose broken. One of the ones who yes. bought you shoes. Yes, she was. And she actually Ride listened- or die. Jesus. <laughs> she actually listened to the podcast two weeks ago. And she was like, you put that I was responsible for the fight in the mall, but you left out that I was getting you sneakers and sending them to UConn, which she's right. She's right. Okay. And also we're giving her too much publicity. So let's not bring her up again. <laughs> Just I'm kidding. glad you guys are cordial. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> All right, next question from Jewel Naranjo. For all of you, what's the most important sneaker of the past decade? 
the Nike Zoom Fly really was a big one for me. That's like okay, that was such a fun shoe for me when Nike did the breaking two attempts in May 2017 in Italy, trying to log the first sub two hour marathon. I was there on a Nike press trip, and we got pairs of the Zoom Fly before the public ever had them, and got to break them out on the Monza racetrack where Kipchoge and the other runners made that attempt for the first time. So that was just a really special moment. And I love the way that shoe proliferated in the years to come. Vaporfly, 4%, all those different kind of shoes that mean a lot in terms of performance and history and things like that. So that is a more recent one in this decade, but a very big one for me. And I was buying so many Zoom Flies when they first came out. I've gone through a lot of them. I think I have the Off-White one sitting right by me here. Also, though, the Tom Sachs Mars Yard was like a big shoe for me in the earlier part of this decade because I think that was one of those first sneakers. You know, when you first get into shoes, you're kind of just like checking the boxes and other people are telling you what's cool and you're trying to, I guess, like become a sneakerhead in a way or, oh, Nike SB Dunks are cool right now. Okay, I have to get these old oh, Air Max 90s are important and here's why. Okay, you have to get that. So the Tom Sachs shoe was, I think, an influential one in terms of design and also one of the first ones where I was like really trying to develop my own taste or understanding that something was cool that a bunch of people weren't necessarily telling me was cool. Totally. Mine is definitely the Nike Flyknit. Yeah. And we actually, Welty, I think you'll attest to this. Um, remember I pushed to have this feature, why Nike Flyknit is the most stylish and innovative sneaker. Type. Yeah. And that was in 2015. That's a feature on Complex. And I really stand by that feature. And I love Flyknits. It was funny. Last week, it came up that the Flyknit Mid, remember that? Um, oh, the Chucka. The Chucka. Chucka. I the, have, the I have Chucka so many pairs of Chuckas in this room. Me too, but it didn't age that well. That specific Agreed. one. That Chucka Mid, I remember buying like multiple ones, and that one didn't. Nike Lunar Flyknit Chucka. Yeah, and that one Did you have the HTM ones? No, never had the HTM ones, which actually, I'm going to check those on StockX after this and see where <laughs> those are at. But the Flyknit, to me, was such a shoe that you could wear with anything. And then once you were done wearing them, like you know, for street purposes or whatever, you'd work out in them. And to this day, when I take flights, I'm still in old flyknits. And that was such a moment where, for me personally, waiting for the next release and the next colorway and- Yeah, finding pairs at outlets. Yeah, and each one looked better than the other. And then finish line had like the triple black ones that we bought a ton of. I don't know if you guys remember, I think Brando was working at finish line and we put a bulk order of the triple black flyknits in. How many pairs? I mean, oh, yes, yes, yes. do you remember 15 showed up to the office? Yes, I got the box. Yes, yes, yes. yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Brandon Edler, yes. a former complex employee, friend of the program, was working at finish line at the time and he could get you some promo pairs, yeah. you know, show him a little love on social media and a big shipment came through and there were Triple black flying racers for everyone in the office. I mean, 15 of us must have ate that day. Welty? Yeah, I got I got a pair. I remember actually uh, I sold them to Adam Caparel for box price. Shame okay, okay. Well, no, that's, so that's not a reselling that's not gifts, a... but okay, everyone wins on that. But what I will say, think about the triple black that day was maybe year, year and a half, even more past the prime. And they were still yeah. kind of relevant. So it had staying power as well. And I know that like in my closet, there are dead stock ones that I can't wait to bring back one day. And if you guys look it up, that feature, I always remember the pile of flyknits from like shot above. And it's really one of the features that I love that we did at Complex. And those were a big deal to me still. That's like back when everyone was wearing like tech fleece. When yeah. like tech fleece, tech yeah, fleece yeah, yeah. was a big thing. I remember having the Oreo flyknits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that whole era was like World Cup. I remember like buying like the USA World Cup jersey, wearing it with fly knits. The fly knit era was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess for me, I guess it's like a similar era where it was like a moment that kind of has come and passed. But I feel like when Boost like first like took off. 
Oh yeah. Uh, that whole like Adidas moment when Oof. like the Ultra Boost hit, like the Yeezy hit, like the NMD hit. It just felt like Adidas couldn't do any wrong yep. at that moment. Like every single shoe that hit was like the one that I remember of like the past decade where I'm like, wow. It was so enjoyable too because I feel like Adidas didn't have a sustained run like that elsewhere in the 21st century you know obviously yeah. wealthy you specifically you love a lot of the adidas retro models there's all sorts of yeah. shoes from the late 80s early 90s around that mm-hmm. era from adidas that you love and i think we all have reverence for them but in the 21st century there was never like a big adidas moment until then and when that happened you had to have a pair of ultra boosts and the, the nmds were huge and then kanye west came in with all the boost equipped easy models too and just took it over the top that was such a moment yeah, yeah for sure um next question from Kotasunaka, if you had the opportunity to design your own shoe or remix an existing silhouette, what would it look like and which brand? I got mine, but you guys go. Welty? Is it the Adidas Superstar you guys made on the custom-made shop? We made those for Trinidad James. Yep, yep. (laughs) Actually, a funny story about that. So Joe's referencing the Adidas series we did where we, we made a custom pair of shoes. Every episode the people interviewed do that and Welty and I had an episode together and, and we were kind of like trying to figure out what to do. And then Welty was like, no, 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 no. We can't make the shoe for ourselves because it was too big of an idea or too important a thing. Like if the first shoe you ever made, quote unquote, this was a custom thing, like put out there, you just had to do it under pressure and mm-hmm. think of it in the moment. So that's why we made them for Trinidad because it was like it was too daunting of a task for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd really like to make an Adidas ZX8000. I think that would look really cool. Really? Okay. I think that would look really cool. Do you have ideas? Yeah, if you made it maybe in a New Jersey colorway, I think it would look kind of cool. He's just, smart. Okay. Uh, wait, just throwing, wait, just throwing you... that out there. I think I just think it would look really cool. Trying to put it out there in the universe? Just trying to put it out there in the universe. You teasing something or no? Nope. Okay. Just putting things out in the universe. Done? Inshallah. Look, um, <laughs> I'm just going to say the Reebok workout low right now because Ooh, I wear that shoe These guys are such brand guys. No, 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 no. Look, there's a lot of Nike models that would be incredible i mean just doing your own shit with a brand would obviously be incredible on any level so a lot of nike models a lot of adidas models yeah i'd do something from the adidas zx line too you know if i had the opportunity but you know it's it's almost too like i said earlier too daunting to think about just off the top of your head like what would your shoe look like or what would it be it's it's such a big moment i already know what joe lapuma's would be i think both of you will know Maybe this might be a joke, but you would want to bring back the Zoom Citizen. That's not a just, joke. That's that was my answer. I know, I know, yep. I know. Ah. But the joke is, is you want to bring back the Zoom Citizen and just launch it in triple black. That's it. That's it. I, I mean, to be honest, Simple man. to be honest, I don't know about the triple black unless I would do the original blue colorway. But that is definitely the one. And I just think. You know, a lot of times we hear designers say like, oh, I opened up the archives and like, I remember Mm -hmm. when I fell in love with this shoe and sometimes we dismiss it as corny. Sean Mm -hmm. Weatherspoon? I didn't say it. Definitely didn't say that and don't, okay, I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying like, oh, I opened up the archives and like, I remember falling in love with this shoe. Like, I kind of weirdly know what they're saying now because that shoe has not existed. People always ask, why haven't you got your own shoe? A lot of like kids ask that. And even when I go home for like Christmas or whatever, they're like, oh, you know, sneaker shopping's great. Uh, you ever get to design your own shoe? And it's like the last yeah. thing that I'm focused on. But I would love to bring the Nike Air Zoom Citizen back and actually like do like some weird campaign with it and like really just try mm-hmm. like my first foray into ever doing, you know, we do a lot of strategy work for like content and stuff. I would love to like see that project from beginning to end. So putting it in the universe, 
even though when I tweeted a picture and I was like, oh, I want to bring these back, all the kids were like, they're trash, but they're, they're <laughs> you know, but the, Wealthy, you hit it right on the head. That's the one shoe for me that I would love to bring back and like see the campaign from start to finish. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Fun fact about the Zoom Citizen. This was told to me by Stephen Smith, sneaker design vet. He did not, to my knowledge, work on the Zoom Citizen, but... A shoe he did, the Nike Zoom Spirit on Cage 2, was sort of a response to the Zoom Citizen because the Zoom Citizen had that kind of exposed Zoom bag on the bottom that would fold over in a braid, he told me. So it was a little bit too fragile. So the Spirit on Cage was solving for that in a way. A little bit more cushioning on the bottom. Wow, that's a good antidote. Do you think I could find a pair of those at all? If, uh, if, any, if you guys, if you two or anyone listening can find me the Air Zoom Citizen in the blue and white colorway, size 11 and a half, let me know. Also, would it fall apart wealthy or no? Uh, I don't know how well the Zoom stuff holds up. I know it's a little different than Air Max, but They I don't were know. falling apart then. I just told you the bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, the bag. Very important. My free idea, Joe. Yeah. Um, so on the Citizen, how the launch colorway is white and blue. Yes. What if you flipped it and made it black and blue? Because you don't like white shoes. Think about like the old Orlando Magic colorways kind of, you know? That would be Yo, fire. I am not a basketball jersey guy for obvious reasons. But the only basketball jersey I ever owned as a kid, I had the Shaq Orlando yeah. jersey because my dad moved Yo, to Florida. Was it that black was and like pinstripe kid. and blue? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I might be able to find the photo, man. Can you imagine an Air Zoom Citizen? Because it has that overlay. Like, you know what I mean? Joe, you remember when Chops came through in the Orlando Magic basketball shorts with the... Yes, weeks consistent. <laughs> yep. with, the, with the black cement, yep. the black cement threes on? Yep. You didn't know if he was going to um, put in three blog posts or drop 20 on you. From three. <laughs> this is a question for all of you. What sneaker has the greatest moment in your collection attached to it? That's a good question. This one is from Lil Tio and then a bunch of letters, 15. So... A little TJ's burner account, <laughs> but um, I definitely know what mine are. So there was a time when I was wearing the Jordan Three Black Cement for every big interview that I was doing, and every trip, no matter how beat they were, even though I had fresh pairs, I was superstitious. And for like the Pharrell cover story, for all the Cuddy cover stories, my first trip in Tokyo, I wore them, and Brett Goliff did the feature on it. Remember? 
yeah. that we talked about and they're like a beat pair of Jordan threes and they have many moments attached and basically in a superstitious way for any big kind of work event or anything that I knew I had to like really put my game face on the Jordan three black cement from the 2011 countdown pack. And I remember like really taking pride in traveling city to city with them. I feel like you used to wear the Oreo fours. Yep. That was a big Joe on the shoe. I remember we had a meeting with Jordan brand. I think you bought like eight pairs and like, I didn't have a pair of Jordans. I still have four. You, you had a pair that I, I am convinced that you wore these things without socks. Um, and they were just <laughs> like, they were cooked and you and wore we had, no, we had to go into a boardroom meeting with Jordan Brand. You're like, you can't fucking wear those shoes. You Did have you on your feet. my Oreos? And you were like, put these on your feet real quick. And I had to put on your beat Oreo wow. fours. And I could feel like the funk, like going around that shoe. And that's that nasty. But also you were not the wealthy back then than you are today. Cause you never would have done that ever. Um, yeah. Um, this is when things were better, but um, no, I would things say- were worse. What do you mean? No, my, things were uh, different. Things were different. My relationship with Jordan oh, Brand was different. Oh, I thought you different. meant your life. Your life's definitely no, better um, now. Life's better. Yeah. Um, I would say that my personal one is in 2017. I want to say I had gone on like a little Euro uh, press trip tour, and um, I ended up going to New Balance's factory in the UK. Um, first time I was there, I lost my passport. Um, that was a fun time. Um, if you were well, come on. Quick aside, I remember photoshopping a fake passport for you yeah. <laughs> as an office meme at the time. Yeah. Um, I uh, So I ended up going to New Balance Factory for the second time, and there was like a collector's project going on where they had gotten all these big collectors to design their dream, like one of one shoe. I wasn't chosen as one of the collectors, but I was friends with everyone and got picked as the one media person who got to go for the thing, and I'd Everyone else like planned their shoe out, like really like their dream shoe. I actually got to make a New Balance 991 in a dark navy and a light blue at the time. And when the shoe got made and they gave it to us on the factory floor, I remember the the designer Mark at the time was like, hey, this looks like a really good GR colorway. And like 10 months later, 12 months or whatever, like a year and a half later, the time it usually takes for a shoe to come out Mm -hmm. (laughs) there was the same shoe in the exact same colorway really yes i never knew that i've known about the shoe you designed but they ripped off your shoe get randy where's randy houston when you need him complex legal team needs to get on this wealthy i had no idea how come you're not boasting about this on a regular basis the only the only difference is is that they perforated the toe leather on the shoe jesus did you ever hit what'd you say his name was mark uh he works at adidas now but he's a great guy um no, you honestly, I, no, I'm not. No, no, no. Honestly, honestly, great guy. We went and watched the the Conor McGregor um, Floyd Mayweather fight together. Okay, so beef is squashed. Yeah, no, no. There's no beef at all. Very big of you. No, there's okay. no beef at all. It's just uh, that was the one where I'm like, damn, they actually made my shoe you didn't into ask a production sneaker. You didn't ask for publishing, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, I would have served in papers. I think my shoe. I'm just gonna say the the dunk in general because when I first got into this stuff, that was such an important model. Right. Those first SB dunks that I ever collected. Also, just like getting non-SB dunks around the time. Like there was a yellow, black, white pair that I really loved that I wore a lot while I lived in Europe. The border blue SB dunk low, that era SB dunk low, the Irish pair. That was a really important one too because like I said, I, I had to go and hunt for it. And then I found out years later that they were fake and it was such an important 
story because it really showed me how much you had to research or how much you had to be aware that you couldn't just like hop into the sneaker thing. Not that I hadn't done my research, this guy who I was buying them from, I could probably find the old email from like 2006 or whatever. Like I thought that he was trustworthy, but it just like was such a learning moment for me of like, there's so much more to this than you'll ever know. So you always have to be vigilant and be really participating in an active way or else, you know, some fucking guy in Spokane, Washington might sell you fake pair of dunks. I'm pretty sure they're fake. Happens to the best of us. I went back and made up for my mistake. I have a real pair that I bought from Pick Your Shoes. I think they're sitting right over here. Classic site too. I like this next question. Are there any kicks out there that are quote unquote off limits to you guys? As in you wouldn't be caught dead in those from Lube Dog 50. Okay. <laughs> I just, I'm just reading it. I'm just reading the account. So this came up on a date recently that I had where someone was like, if you were dating someone who was wearing all birds, is that a deal breaker? And I said, no, I don't judge that heavily as a deal breaker. I, I think everyone has a taste in shoes, but if you like those and I don't, that's okay. It's America. Don, what's your famous line? It's America, baby. Okay. So <laughs> I don't appreciate the alley. Yeah. I don't judge that heavy, but for myself, I would never wear all birds. No, sir. And then everyone knows white sneakers. If Diddy invites you to like one of his infamous all white parties okay. on the Hamptons, what are we doing? I know what I would wear. Original Stan Smith, white and green. Okay. Is that fair? If he lets you in. Imagine going all the way out to the... The Hamptons and I can't get in. Taking the long uh, car ride from uh, Bayshore to, to the Hamptons and getting denied. Fonsworth Bentley's going to put you back on the jeepney. <laughs> the jeepney? What they call the jeepney? Yeah, Hampton jeepney. There we go. But I probably wouldn't wear all birds. Not a JLP shoe for me. There's a lot of them for me and I'm sure there's a lot of them for wealthy. Yeah. I mean, common projects never. Really? Never, 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 definitely all that fashion sneaker bullshit, all that Balenciaga shit, all that wow. Gucci shit. I'm actually Gucci tennis 84. I'll do that. But all that stuff that doesn't really ever common projects, even when like it was first like gaining steam, you, you would still never, never. No. Nope. Compared to other non-starters, that's not that much of a non-starter in my I, opinion. I just feel like it was a shoe at the time where like guys who were into menswear would buy them and be like, oh, the materials are really nice. They, I spent $400 on them, and they didn't actually really know anything about the shoe beyond that. They're the sort of guys who are like now claiming that sneakers are dead, who are like, sneakers are corny, but if you get a pair of common projects, those are cool. <laughs> <laughs> People saying sneakers are over? What is that one? I don't even know how to pronounce it. Veja? Veja? Those are rough. Yeah, it's Veja. Veja. Okay. Because it's Portuguese and you'd pronounce the J. I don't even know what those are. Fila disruptors, obviously. That's a, that's, that's actually that's extremely problematic. <laughs> Fila disruptor. I could go on. Uh, I definitely had a ex-girlfriend who had brought up the idea of like, not that I dressed like shit or anything. It was just, she was just like, <laughs> no, she was like, but if I wanted to buy clothes for you, would you wear it? You know what okay. I mean? She like, asked you that? She asked me, it's like, if she wanted to buy like something for me, would I wear it? And then like common projects were one of the things. And it was like, and I remember getting like mad about it. <laughs> yeah, like Such a wealthy thing meter. to get mad at. But yeah, the trigger, trigger meter, meter, yes. Yeah, because it was life. it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm not the sort of person who dresses like a like a slob or anything like that. So it's like you telling me that like, oh, if I wore these common projects to like, you wouldn't wear them out 
to like a party, it feels like it's taking away your choice. You know what I mean? Like my only counter to that is like, what if it's like, oh yeah, you could wear sneakers. They just have to be like fashiony sneakers, and it's like black blazer, black jeans, and black common projects with the gold trim. I don't know. No, I'd rather wear loafers. Okay, okay. I want a nice pair of loafers for end the summer. When we could go outside, I'm going to look into them. Rude previewed some. I think Teddy has some, but yeah, if you have the plug. We'll talk. Okay. Okay. Things I wouldn't wear though. I agree with Brenda Allbirds. That was, um, that was me, but okay. Oh, you sorry. I agree with you on Allbirds. <laughs> I agree with Brendan on Feel Out Disruptors. Uh, cooked white Air Force Ones have to be added. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you've been, you've been, he's been rallying against yep. this for a long time. Go ahead. Uh, I, just, love it. I love it. Dave the Matthews, cooked. hide your ears. <laughs> <laughs> exactly look see, he knows. complex yeah. intern dave matthews chimed in on the zoom chat um the the one that people give shit to nowadays that we all thought was actually a good shoe back in the day is the roshi where people are like i'd never be caught in a pair of roshis that's bs man i think that is revisionist history yes, to some it extent is. and it's it just is. not it's, it's totally lacking in uh, understanding of how important the roshi was when it came out yes here's a good question would you wear jordan one mids no I don't have any reason to. Nah. I would wear lows before mids. This one's a good one. What defines a grail in your eyes? We see the word thrown around so much, and everyone seems to have differing opinions of what actually reaches that level. Curious what you boys think. That's from Traglin Wrights. So for me, this word has been thrown around a lot, and I would say too much. I think that a grail is not something that you can just go buy on StockX. I also think there's a time element to it. A grail is not something you've been thinking about for the last six months, something you've been thinking about for the last six years. It's a shoe that you cannot find in your size. Even if you put the bat signal up there and you tell people on social media, I am looking for this shoe, they're not necessarily just going to show up in your DMs with a reasonable offer. A grail to me is a shoe that's actually hard to find and a shoe that you actually still have to hunt for. And there's a lot of those, like the one that comes to mind, and I was talking about this this past weekend, the New Balance MT580 flight jacket pack, just super random pair of two 580s, one one with the Gore-Tex yep. and the other is like mm -hmm. a leather bomber style pair. Yep. They released in 2010. I don't think they ever came out in the US. I wanted them so bad at the time. Never found anywhere that had stock. They pop up on like Japanese auction sites sometimes. If anybody listening to this has a pair and can prove me wrong, please sell them to me. I, I would love that. Well, it's the same, the same shoe that you mentioned before, too, that you referenced. The New Balance 577 that was only made for like members of like the Israeli like defense force that you, you yeah know. i mean free palestine i i don't know you know I, i've reconsidered my <laughs> views on that shoe but to, to me a grail has to be a sneaker that you don't just see on a random saturday afternoon in soho you know while you're making your your rounds yeah i agree i love that answer because people have been asking me what my grail is for a while and i've been saying the fragment ones done you don't consider that a grail no by my standards no it's kind of not to sound super sneaker nerdy but that's really really interesting to your point, it's like if I was comfortable spending the amount of money that it takes to get the fragment ones, I could go to Stadium Goods or Flight Club right now and buy them. But you're saying it has to be a shoe that you really can't find. I think so. I don't know what that would be f for me. I mean, the Zoom Citizen's been a tough one, right? Yeah, that's fair. I haven't really looked that much, though, or done like – like have you dug and – hit up connects and ebay and stuff like that i haven't done that a grail for me has always been like oh it's there i haven't got it yet i'm not comfortable parting with that amount of money for it so it's one of my grails mm. yeah i think that's fair i mean like we had like briefly mentioned it before where i even like wrote a story about it today where it's like the idea of a grail can be personal 
you know, where it's just like a random shoe from your childhood that you're like, oh, those are my grails because I never got them back in, you know, 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and you can't get them anymore. Like a shoe that I wanted as a kid that my mom wouldn't let me buy was the Air Kukini. Um, oh, the light blue yeah, looks like yeah, a swimming pool. Yeah, and she, was like, and, and she was like, oh, yeah, I remember trying them on in the store. And she's like, yeah, but think about it. You won't wear those every day. And I was like, you're yeah. right. And I had to buy some generic Nike cross trainers. And Damn. it's like, it's one of those shoes that kind of like, haunt you that you never got but then when we talked about the whole thing i got into with nice kicks when they were saying old grails and i'm like they could be a grail to someone explain this explain this wealthy so nice kicks tweeted out shout out matt i don't know who's running their social media account so they had posted a picture with the resurgence of nike sb and they put on the left and they said old grails versus new hype and the old grails were three bears lows newcastle dunks and the lobster dunks and i said there's only kind of like one grail in that photo not that they're grails grails but i think that the lobster dunk was kind of a hype shoe that people actually cared about even though it's definitely the closest one up for consideration when we use yeah that's what i gotta say yeah you know you got you you got a little attacked because like how can you say that i don't think i got attacked i think a lot of people kind of agreed to a certain extent that those weren't grails some some people were just like oh a grail is objective and listen, the meme that they came back with was amazing. So let me fire back at Ice props, and then yes. they fire back at him with the fucking. And, but I, awesome I think I, I think I, I think I took them out though. When I got I got I got like over a thousand likes on my tweet calling them hey. out. So what I would say though, and props to them for the response, it was a great meme. But I will say that collection of Grails for Nike SB is almost like non-debatable. Th- those are not Grails. Like Grails, and whether you're from older generation or newer generation, and listen, I'm sure Complex has put up some borderline stuff that wasn't accurate, but those were not Grails. Like, you know, you, you have Stussy Dunks, you have Tiffany Dunks, you yeah. like, those those were not like Grails. Like Heineken's, like stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> that yeah. was a very funny exchange, and I like that. You know, you hit, and then they hit back, and uh, that, that was funny. Um, yeah, but so... Like you said, Brendan, it was like the sort of stuff when I think of like grails, you know, it's like PJ Tucker getting those like cheetah Yeezy twos or, you know, that's a grail. That's a, that's a, yes. Or like a lot of collectors I know who are like the old school, like Adidas guys who are like tracking down like Adidas Dublins that were like made in Yugoslavia in like 1972. Like to me, I'm like, oh, that's, that's a grail. It's like the odds of finding that shoe from 1972 is like. Whatever. Those are grails. Not to hate on him too much. Your guy Ed Mora. What's his name? Ed. <sighs> you're, this is what you're going to bring up. Yeah, <laughs> Who's that? The fan who won the sneaker shopping episode last year. What? What? <laughs> he's you're like on that grail. Kid? His come on. What do you say though, Joe? <laughs> his grail was what? Not not the black toes. Yeah, it was time to split. cut my grails. It's the black toes. Oh, he's so, a kid. Exactly. Ed, we love you, buddy. Come back anytime to the city. You got the pass in the city, baby. Um. <laughs> Let's move on. And Don, I really like that explanation. That's something that I'm going to live by now. I'm done calling the fragment ones my grails. Zoom citizen or bust. RTF underscore 23 asks, if you had to pick one shoe to wear forever for every fit, what would the shoe be and why? Pretty simple for me. It's either going to be a black cement three, a black cement four, and close third black cat four. Wealthy? I want to say uh, white and green Stan Smith, but the idea of wearing a flat shoe for the rest of my life mm. uh, sounds a little painful. Any other considerations? You're trying to think the color, right? The color matters a lot. Yes. So it's like if it's an off-color shoe, it's like you're not going to be able to wear X amount with it. Yes. 
Oh, man. Um, And keep in mind, we're stuck inside right now. So what you have at your home right now, you may very well end up wearing those shoes for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? We're, we're kind of in this situation. I honestly think these uh, ZX9000, the OG colorway, they're sitting right mm. next to me and I'm looking at them. And I, that's a shoe I don't mind putting on a lot. Okay. I, I kind of go back and forth on this one and I'm definitely excluding runners because I need actual running shoes to go running. So I'm just going to give myself a caveat on that. My opinions on this change a lot though. Right now it might actually be the New Balance 993. I don't know if it's because I have them, like I said earlier, by my door and I've been wearing them a lot the past few weeks and also been writing about New Balance a decent amount recently. So it's, it's just been in my mind a lot, but I wear them every day with track pants right now. And I feel like you don't look like a complete asshole if you're wearing them with dress pants or, you know, a suit if you have to. I'm I'm not doing that. I don't mind wearing a suit, but I don't like to do the suit and sneakers thing. But yeah, to me, the New Balance 993, um, very underrated in this regard. And I could actually go running in them if I had to. Are you going to go on the record saying that suits and sneakers are corny? Yeah, it's not for me. Do you think that people who wear suits and sneakers are corny? That sounds more like a wealthy comment than a Brendan Dunn comment. What if you have to? Loafers for you guys now? Yeah. What if you get invited to one of those like Foot Locker? Didn't you go to one of those those Foot Locker sneaker and <laughs> suit tie events? No, they have like the <laughs> yeah, sneaker and yeah, suit yeah. like yearly gala or whatever. You know what? I have been to one of those these big Foot Locker charity events where you show up with uh, a suit and sneakers on. I think I actually wore like Hender Scheme New Balances to one of those. So you know, kind of straddling okay. the line. That's a flex wearing Hender Schemes. Joe, you went to Ronnie Feig's uh, illustrious wedding right and you got to mm-hmm. wear like he he had a he made a collaboration yeah with my initial for the wedding party you got yeah, a pair of with nikes with jlp on the back to wear to the wedding yeah yeah sneakers and suit sneakers and suit yeah black okay. and white it was a blazer i'm pretty sure yeah blazer low oh the shoe was a blazer you weren't wearing a blazer <laughs> no i was wearing wearing a tux custom tommy hilfiger tux he got for the wedding party too okay yeah he doesn't fuck around uh this is from williamo 333 is a long one. When is a non-OG not allowed to be a sneakerhead? If someone started getting sneakers and learning the history or culture yesterday, when would they be considered not a fake? Why do the OGs and regular sneakerheads exclude people who are ignorant? When does someone's collection qualify? No shade. I respect having to earn your place, but what does it take to earn it? Ooh. I'm going to toss this one to our resident gatekeeper. Yeah, Matt the, hey, this, hey, he I should have just added wealthy. I think, no, I think, and this goes not just for sneakers. So this is like a life lesson, right? Go ahead. When you walk into a situation, don't try to declare yourself as like the king or whatever. This is the way social groups work. You get accepted by a group of people. It's like the herd pack mentality. You know, if you get accepted within the group, the group itself kind of decides when you're like a member, right? That's how it works with the football hooligans. That <laughs> anything like hanging out with like skater kids when I was younger, you kind of get like initiated. You know, you you kind of like pay what your did dues you say a in little earlier bit. Episode how you got initiated with yeah. the skaters. Yeah, he got smacked with the skateboard deck. <laughs> yeah, and also had to drink hot sauce for ten seconds. Yes, he did. Um, but uh, no, I mean, if you wanted to become a fisherman, right? And then you went down to the docks and you started, you'd never hung out with fishermen in your life. And I'm pretty sure they're like rough people that are going to bust your balls about stuff. Right. And then you kind of have to like keep going every day, every day. And all of a sudden one day you're going to become one of them and you know, you fit into the group, right? 
you kind of like have that realization that, hey, I fit in now. You go hang out with a bunch of construction workers. You've never hung out with construction workers in your life. They're going to bust your fucking balls until one day they don't bust your balls anymore and you become it. If you walk up to them and you're like, no, I'm a big construction worker. I know everything and you don't know anything. You look kind of stupid. I feel like that's like a good analogy to a lot of people in the sneaker game who just want to walk in and claim like, no, I'm a king collector when the other people in the community don't really view you that way. Hmm. Okay, I can see your point. I, you know, I'm a little liberal when it comes to that stuff. I think to be considered an OG, you kind of have to put the work in. And I think that's something that people put that title on you. You don't really put that title on yourself. I think once a lot of people say it, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it is. So when, yep, when people are calling you an OG, I think that's a good indicator if you are or not. This person, and I'm guessing it's a young person person asks, when is a non-OG not allowed to be a sneakerhead? Everyone's allowed to be a sneakerhead, whether you have 300 pairs or three pairs, whether you... Unless there's feel of disruptors in there. Then you're kicked out of the club. Okay, then you, yeah, yeah, then you can't wear any sneakers if you have feel of disruptors. But even if you haven't been able to get some of the, the sneakers that you want and you are reading up and learning the history, and that's considered to me being a sneakerhead, even if the product in your closet doesn't reflect that, I think sometimes there is a little bit of gatekeeping and exclusion. But depending on your circumstance, I think everyone could be part of this. Yeah, I don't ever want to exclude anybody from this thing. I just want people to care about it and learn about it and be humble about what they know and what they've experienced in it. That's, I don't think there's any more requirements than that. If you really care about shoes and I'm riding with you, you know, for sure. Okay. Here's a good one. Which brands have improved their product over the past few years? Personally, I think New Balance has really stepped their game up. Cam Harden. Now this is interesting to me because I would say New Balance as well, but the New Balances that have really became popular are classic models. Right. So I don't know if they have improved their product, but the marketing has been better and the models that they're choosing to bring back from the archives have definitely been a step in the right direction for the past few years. I think that Cam Harden is right when he says that, but also do we consider that as a step up in product or a step up in kind of direction? I think it's a bit of that, but I also would say, and not Joe, not to put like words in your mouth or anything, but I also think that it's safe to say that you are in a much different place when it comes to your style, Mm -hmm. like five, six years down the road now than you were six years ago when you maybe not have considered new balance. Yeah. He's still wearing black cement threes. Like back, like, like leather, like leather pants, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> we always take it back. I still wear leather, leather pants. I know, though. but back then um, leather pants, Joe was not really like trying to yeah. buy a pair of gray suede new balances. Fair. What would you consider that? Like, a, I mean, I was wearing 574s, just not these models. I love the 574, but I wasn't wearing 990s and stuff like but that. But like, I'm talking like Yeezy one era, Joe LaPuma. Oh, okay. Like different. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like, different. Ig- like ignorant streetwear, like that level, Joe, like, yes, but I will say I was wearing 574s my whole life. I had 993s back then for sure. I was doing a lot of 577s back then. It didn't it, hit. It's just like your personal style didn't really match up with like what the brand was doing. I agree. Yes. But wealthy, certainly you can agree to this point that New Balance is one of the brands that recently has really ramped up. They have a nice crescendo of energy. There's a lot of good collabs. You're kind of, I see the look on your face right now. You don't necessarily agree with that? No, I do. I do. I, I, oh, think, okay. they, I think they're doing, you know, nice things. And I think that they're also like finally getting their like, you know, day in the sun. Um, and it's also funny that like, you know, not to get too into it, but like there was that time period where like people were like new balance is canceled. 
No, you can't wear New Balance ever again. Yeah. Uh, we need some insider New Balance tips, because I know you have an infamous New Balance group chat with some of the most prominent collectors of the brand around the world and some yeah. of the employees of the brand. So I, yeah. we need a little teaser of what's coming up or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you can't nothing, spill those secrets? No. Um, and some of that stuff kind of, they keep it close a little bit. Welty, any other brands recently that you feel like they've stepped up the product? Other brands? Um... I really like that. It's just a one-off shoe, but I really like that Bodega Saucony collab that uh, just came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Somebody tagged us. They were like, you guys need to put some more respect on Saucony. So. I'm not putting them in that level. Um, the one brand that I will still go on the record that people think has stepped up, which oh, I think is awful, is Drum Puma. Roll, please. Is Puma. What did they do to you? What did they do to <laughs> they you? They just suck. I, they just but suck. But dude, I haven't heard this amount Joe, of hate. Joe, I have a theory. Okay, because I haven't heard this amount of hate. It seems a little sudden, but go ahead. Puma and Adidas were created by two brothers who were feuding for years and decades. So I feel like Welty has like a moral obligation because he's an Adidas guy to be anti-Puma. Welty, is that true or false? No, well, that that part is true. But I would say out of all the brands, <laughs> no, 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 that's not the reason why. That's true. Okay. But out of all the brands, there are like major footwear brands that like make athletic products that have good like innovations in them. All time, Puma is the one major footwear brand that's never made a good, like, innovative sneaker. Wow. Oh, man. Need, I wish we had a funk. Like, as far bomb. as, like, technology goes, like, Puma, wow. has never, Puma has never been, like, a technological leader. You didn't tell that to Clive Fraser when he was on Full Size Run. Yeah, he didn't keep that energy. But speaking about energy, Puma definitely has some energy from a tech standpoint. RSOs. When is no, the when it, when is the Joe LaPuma? I know that's been pitched to you before. The no. Joe LaPuma. It hasn't, it hasn't been pitched. It it's hasn't never been pitched. been pitched to you. Are you serious? I don't think so. He's talking about a Joe LaPuma Puma collab. I would do one of like the black and white old school indoor soccer things. You remember those wealthy? Uh, they're uh, those shoes suck, man. All right, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll work. Maybe we'll work on. You're gonna it do together. this. You're gonna do a pair of speed cats. Joe Lapuma, no, Joe Lapuma no, out no, here. No, no, Joe Lapuma no. out here on the on the island with a with a pair of like boot cut oh jeans God. and some speed cats and like a a V neck t shirt with like a tribal logo on. on it. No, stop it. Spite hair. I'm gonna say by the way, New Balance. Yes, they have gotten better, but also I think some of the younger brands have been doing interesting stuff. And so I've been paying attention to that and Wealthy's going to make fun of me for it. But Hoka One, One okay. that I mentioned earlier and also Solomon, I think they're doing cool stuff. Still okay. trying to figure out which Solomon sneaker is right for me, but I'm, I'm paying attention. Okay. We got through all the questions, but there is one that didn't make this batch that I really like because I have the answer. And it came from a passion for sneakers. That's the person's handle? Yes. Okay. If each of you could take one sneaker from each other's closets, what would you pick and why? I have my answer for you guys. You want me to just wrap it up and tell yeah. you? Yeah. Done. Tom Sachs original Mars Yard, which may, did they get sold yet or no? Show me the money. You could go okay. on Flight Club right now. You could go on okay. Flight Club right now and buy them. That's the pair that I would take from you and Wealthy, the MF Doom Dunk Highs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow right up, Joe. Doom Dunk Highs for Wealthy. I had a tough time thinking about this. I was going to say Structured Triaxes, is not a super difficult shoe to get, but just one that I know. Wealthy okay. has and one we've recently discussed, but the Doom Dunks, yes. For Joe, I'm going to say the Supreme Blazers that we discussed, I think back on the Nike SB episode. Or- the White Blazer. I love that shoe. Wealthy, do you have? For Brendan, I would probably go like 1300 JP New Balances. Okay. Um, a shoe that I like. And for Joe, I would probably 
Did you say, have a tough time with this no, or not? No, this is this is the answer, and don't get mad at it. But it, I would take like your Khaled threes, then go to StockX and, <laughs> and, 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 and cash and cash in on them. Is that your most expensive? That or the Macklemore? It's got to be Macklemore. When I oh, was thinking yeah. of this answer too, I was going to say, yeah, I would just grab the Macklemore sixes and um, straight to the bank. Joe reiterating this week or last week on a special sneaker shopping episode that he did not yet sell the Macklemore sixes despite what people think. And now he is here on Zoom, straight disrespecting us, pulling out his grateful, grateful Jordan threes, a DJ Khaled collaboration. Get the screen grab, Dave Matthews. We appreciate everyone sending in their questions. We hope we answered them to the best of our abilities. And we will definitely do this again. So start thinking of really good questions. By the way, when Joe says really good questions again, he doesn't mean like, are these a drip flipper skip or like, yeah, yeah, or yeah. not? Like, you got to think a little bit harder. We hope everyone's staying safe and staying inside. And we're getting through this together. And thank you guys for tuning in. You're welcome. This is the Complex Sneakers podcast available everywhere. Friday mornings, wherever you consume your podcasts. We will see you guys next week. Our producer is Shiva Bayet. Sound engineering done by Kyle Garvey. Special thanks to Dave Matthews and Jennifer Stewart. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is part of the Complex Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.